all the goth DJs and Twitch witches are hanging out on Thursday for the bad VHS rips, unblinking eyes, and fire by night. Thetans and Satans comes from an interest in the cult of Scientology, moral panics, Satanism, and how they set the tone for the extremist social media panics of today. We really earn our weird left Twitch badge with this show, watching the world go red light in reverse every Thursday at 9 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.
everybody welcome to local love this is our no longer weekly no longer live local music show probably watching this on youtube maybe catching it on facebook live or uh, on spotify welcome everybody please do follow us on twitch for our live shows at twitch.tv slash echoplex media i'm here with here with elise from white fuzzy bloodbath elise how you doing i'm great how are you doing i'm good i'm Excited to have you here. You're the second guest in the new format of this show, so we're real excited. I was super excited when you reached out because I had such a good time the last time I talked. Yeah, to you it's guys. really nice to be back. I think it's been two years. Yeah, and you were. It was all remote. You guys did such a good job on your remote setups. I was so I was so happy that there were no <laughs> problems. That you were all set up correctly. You sounded great. And that you, is the way the future is heading. It's got to be partially remote or full remote. And the rapport your band had, even over remote, was was it was great. It was Thank great. you. I uh, <clears throat> I was especially kind of tickled at your drummer because he looks one way, but then he's like a total different. You know, he looks like kind of like a big tough guy, but he's like, I know he's like a he's like not. He's <laughs> I mean, he is amazing. I mean, he's giant, right? Super 
super tall. Yeah. Um, plays a baby kit. And um, he was actually premature when he was born. So it's pretty amazing how he's turned out. He's giant. That's great. But it, it, like I said, it was, it was good to meet you guys. And it was a bit of a, it was one of the first remote like interviews with more than one guest that went real well. So we were, we were kind of stoked on that too. And uh, we're glad to have you back on this new format of the show. Um, before we get into, you know, the tea that I guess is going to get spilled. And I mean, it's not drama either. Some of the stuff you're going to be talking about is pretty important, I think. Yeah. But let's, let's talk a little bit about your band. What's been going on with your band since you've been here last and uh, what's coming up next? Uh, man, so much like uh, we just opened for Soulfly and we played at the atrium in Santa Cruz. Um, I very, very rarely feel complete or like, oh yeah, I did that. And after that show, it was amazing. I was like, wow, if that's the last show I ever play, that's that's cool. Because I just couldn't believe that we opened for Soulfly. Um, we also opened for the Stickmen uh, at the Ritz, which are members of King Crimson. That was like a huge win. Um, we're opening for Rolling Courts this Thursday at Bottom of the Hill. And they are a all a female band from South Korea. And I'm really excited also because like all of them have different hair color and I have yellow. So I want us to line up in a rainbow and take a picture. So that's my goal. I bet they'll, I'm, if they, if they don't, I'll, I'll write them. I'll write them a mean, mean email. If they won't do that with you, I'll be like, wait, why, why, why not? Why not? Why not I'm sure hair? they will. I'm, yeah, sure, I'm sure we'll like will. lock eyes and be like, oh, oh, and then take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Um, you, you had a album come out recently. I do. I don't think I have that, but yeah but maybe maybe uh, we'll make sure that i uh, make sure that i change get that right now make, make i'll sure just give I it can. to you right now oh, excellent. how about that that that's that's great i like getting yeah it's called medicine excellent excellent and if you wouldn't mind sending me a digital copy afterward i'll give this to i'll give this yeah. to the media wench who likes to collect hard copies of people's albums yeah so um sure she gets this. really proud of that album a lot of work went into it um Two artists did the artwork on the front. Uh, as you can tell, it's really like bubblegum, poppy, uh, candy mountains. Uh, there's candy, syringes, pills, cupcakes, just a whole bunch of trash, sweet trash in those mountains. And then we had another artist do the smoke monster. And it's because that album is about like identity crisis, depression, um, basically like mental illness. Like it is just diving into the depths of darkness and it's up and down um really proud of that one and when you open it there's the fuck circle in it so the the circle is on the cd it goes fuck 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 i hand wrote every fuck oh that's cool those are all the fucks i could give those are all the fucks you could give <laughs> so where if people were going to go uh, pick up your music where's your where's your favorite place for them to go do that honestly anywhere like anywhere. we are literally everywhere just type in White Fuzzy Bloodbath, go to your favorite platform, Apple, Bandcamp, whatever, Spotify, I don't care. If it happens to be the first Friday of the month, make sure you hit it up on Bandcamp Friday yes. so that the, the band gets the best split possible there. Yes. And pay for your music, people. If you have the money, pay for your music. If people can pay for watching my Twitch channel, people can pay for your music. My my God, when you're at the shows, if you like, if you're like, you know what, I got 20 bucks left and I could either get a couple drinks or I could get that shirt, get the shirt, make <laughs> your friend buy you a drink. My God. Yeah. It goes a long way. Helps, uh, fuel the gas tank. <laughs> 
Yeah, the bands do the best. The local bands, they all do the best when on their merch at the at the sales. Although it's a, it's an investment because you can't just you have to either in your case you invest a bunch of time and some money or you have to have somebody else screen print them and that ain't cheap, especially if you want it done right. So yes, that's exactly. the other thing is the band has already spent money on those shirts. So buy those shirts. Buy one for your child if they because they're not selling a lot of the smalls. So <laughs> buy a small for your child or your friend's child. Make sure you pick up the merch. Make sure you buy the CD if overpay for the stuff if the thing's 20 bucks get the band 25 because they're, they're, right. they're out there killing it and we also like we have a ton of stuff we also have new posters which are of the album um it's kind of like a where's waldo there's just so much to see in the posters um and we have t-shirts we have cds we have stickers all that and we also provide um what we call the package deal because some people come up and they want they're like i want everything like one of each please and that's discounted we literally bundle up everything, give it to the person at a discounted price, but we're still making money. Um, I would say that right now, that is how band is making the most money is through merchandise sales. Well, right, because you know, you're even if you're playing at a you know one of the nicer venues in the Bay Area, they're they're, they're still not breaking you off like uh, like 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 kings and queens there because the <laughs> the venue they're not. I mean, it's and it's it's not like they don't want to. The venues aren't making a lot of money either. No, you the know. margins are very slim typically typically um i'd say you know the last time we played the ritz we uh made almost 800 dollars in merchandise sales and the ritz were pretty generous with us they they paid us out too um and you know that's fine but you know it'd be great to be raking in you know four digits five digits eventually um, I think that as if you're still like on the local circuit, that as long as you're breaking even, that's a win. Right. You're doing, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, pay to play doesn't mean you pay the venue. Pay to play means you had to pay for gas and weren't reimbursed. Yeah. You never had to go to, you had pay to go the venue. Never pay, <laughs> never pay the venue. Never pay the booker. Never, 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 never. If the, if, if you made a bunch of money and the booker did a fantastic job and went, went above and beyond buy the book or a couple drinks, whatever, like, yeah, take care of that person if they took care of you, but yeah, don't pay to play. And, mm -hmm. and if you can avoid it, don't even do the, I'm losing money to play. Cause you know, you got to grab, maybe got to grab dinner while you're out. You got to put gas in everybody's car. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe you end up having to buy some equipment cause something happens to one piece of gear during the show. We just had to get new tires for the tour van. Right. That costs like 600 bucks, you know? Right. You know, and when you're out at the shows, like even if like you're like, oh, I don't like this band that much or whatever, like just understand that they lugged all this gear out. They took three to five people out to the show. I mean, and now these people are adults, too. They probably had to get fucking babysitters or something like, you know, we're all we're, the scene. The scene here is aging and there's not a lot of young people. I know coming the in older to, you get, the more that you have to pay. It seems like when you're in a band. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I think the scene's aging because I think a lot of the youngsters are uh maybe not as inclined to pick up a guitar. They're going to be more inclined to like use the tools, the modern tools, the digital audio workstation, create electronic music. And that's cool too. But you know, the, the, the rock bands are getting a little older. So, you know, make sure you make sure you drop some, drop some money on there or at least spend some money at the bar. Mm -hmm, exactly. And if, if you don't drink, which is fine. Um, I don't know, buy somebody else a drink. We do this really cool thing too, where we have a club. It's called the Bathheads club and uh people are members it's on patreon and basically you know they pay like this little amount every month but literally if they want to come to a show they email us and they're like hey i'm coming to the show i'm bringing my friend 
and we put them on on our list. So it, it like works out for us. Like we're getting monthly funded, we're getting monthly supported, which really helps. And then our fans and these people get to come out to whatever show they want. Like when we played Soulfly, I had a bunch of people of our members hit us up. They're like, oh, Soulfly? Hell yeah. So, it, you know, it's a win-win situation for everybody. And uh, that would that be patreon.com slash white fuzzy bloodbath. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. just making yep. sure. So yeah, people yeah, yeah. Can, Thank and, you. And get on there if you want to support the band, even if you're not, you know, even if you don't like the perks. Like we, we have Patreon. We don't really do a lot of our memberships through Patreon, but people do that to support us. I don't think people are going there for the perks, right? I think they're doing it to support our project. And I think most of the people for your project are doing it the same. And in some cases, they're like, well, I am going to take advantage of this perk. Thank yeah. you very much. But they're probably not there specific. They're not there. It's not like a quid pro quo sort of situation. They they want to support the the artist or the creator that's there. They're not. Yeah, I would say definitely all of them are there to support. Right. But actually, we do have members only memorabilia and members only merchandise. So it's like when you go to our shows, we kind of have the general stuff. But like we have the fuck hoodie, which is for club members only. We have the metal bunny girl pins, which is for club members only. And it's really cool because you see these people at the shows and they're decked out in their members only gear. And people are like, oh, where'd you get that? They're like, well, I'm a club member. Right. And then maybe. Yeah. There's do you have do you you know, do you have experiences where people sign up for the Patreon at the show because they see some of that? That's super cool. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that you being who you are, you found ways to maybe help people explain it to people without without it taking up a bunch of time and make without, you know, without it being like obnoxious or fortunately, whatever. um, let me grab it. <laughs> fortunately, um, it kind of speaks for itself. Like, so here's the, here's the hot item right now. It's called the fuck hoodie. And oh it literally, God. this is the back and it's what I like to say, work friendly. You can't tell what it is unless if you get really close, but it's really fuck, 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 fuck. Like handwritten. Right. I hand wrote this and there's only a certain amount. So literally when people see this and they're like, oh, is it the fuck hoodie? They're like, yeah, I'm a club member. And then they go to the booth and they sign up. Oh, cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Dialed in, I'd say. Dialed in. Very good. Very good. Yeah. And plus they're like super soft and really fun. And then you get to just wear a hoodie that says the F word at your your day job. Nobody knows. Nobody even knows. (laughs) Unless maybe somebody else is part of the club. But then, you know, you don't, you don't talk about Fuzzy Bloodbath Club. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that you guys are uh, on it. I, I know a lot of bands, and it's you know it's hard to do to have your merch game like that. I mean, it's work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad to hear that you you guys are doing so well on Twitch, and your merch game is doing really well too. It's it's you just got to see what works. You just got to dial it in. I think like I think people see effort, and then if they see effort and they also enjoy the content, then people are going to be inclined to support you because they're like, well. Not only do I like what's going on here, but these people, are, or at least this person, you know, it's almost it, with with these smaller projects, it's almost always one person busting. Their yeah, ass. and that's mm-hmm. that's fine because other people have to have jobs or whatever because these these small projects don't don't bring in enough to support one person, much less a, a whole team. So I, I you you sent me a list of questions, which is amazing because now I, I didn't have to even prepare for this interview at all. I just awesome. slept, I just stayed up late last night DJing after my after my talk show and then slept in today. So easy breezy, uh, love it, love it, ultra prepared. Um, so you said being in a band is incredibly annoying. Yes, that is true. Being in a band <laughs> is incredibly annoying. Now, don't get me wrong, I love 
being in a band. It's who I am. I can't help myself. Like I literally love music and I love that late sixties, early seventies sound. I I'm always going to be a creative person, but bands specifically like there's multiple people and you're not in control of those people. Those people have their own lives. Things happen. People break their wrists. People get, you know, significant others that aren't supportive of the band. Um, it's hella annoying. Like, I would love to find people who are like me, who like make this my full time job, who puts in the work, who does the back end work, who do, who like pays the bills, who promotes, who makes all the advertisements. Like, I would love to work with other people like that. But I'd say that those people are very far and few between. And it is just so damn annoying. <laughs> and I can tell you too that the people who are willing to put the work in also tend to be kind of control freaks. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I, I, I I'm not accusing you of anything, although I I'm, I, I mean I, I, I love imagine. controlling things, but I I wouldn't say I'm a control freak, but maybe maybe close to it. I'm speaking uh, mostly about myself, autobiographical <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but. Also, it's it's cool that the other players in your band are good players, and they they seemed when I when I met them they they seemed lovely. I virtually met them, of course. Yeah, they seemed lovely. Yeah. So, so I'm sure we're not saying that you dislike the band. It's just that the the dynamics of it oh, can be annoying. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I, I would say the majority of people who I've worked with, I love to death, and I'm really good friends with. And there is a handful of people who I don't consider to be friends anymore, and have made my life really difficult unnecessarily um but yeah like you gotta like it's kind of like once you see a red flag in a band you have to get rid of that person you have to find the next person so like the core group of people who i have now i love i love them to death i trust them but there were times that it's like you do think that you trust this person and they tell you everything that you want to hear and then it comes to tour time and they bail because they get scared of touring. And it's like, whoa, homie, for the last eight months, you told me you were down for touring. So, you know, it's just, like I said, it's just really annoying, but I love it so much. Can't help myself. So <clears throat> we have uh, in, qu in quotes here, we have stealing music. What, what, do, you, what do you mean there? <sighs> All right, strap in. All right, let's go. Okay. So. As you know, I have an ex-band member who also is an ex-boyfriend of mine named Dave Hottenstein. Yes, luckily enough, my, I only share his first name. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of his most uh, recent accusations, which, by the way, he has not stopped bothering me since our breakup, which has been six years. And I wish that he would just move on. Um, one of his most recent accusations publicly online is that I stole his music that I don't know how to write music, that I haven't written any of the music. And then he proceeded to say that he taught me everything I know, how to play instruments. He bought all my gear, which is like the audacity is insane. Like, I just can't believe that this guy felt that he should state publicly that he taught me how to play music. I literally had a guitar, a bass, before ever meeting him, I bought them in college. I learned how to play the violin and the piano when I was in elementary school. And this guy 
is trying to own me and trying to even own me saying that he taught me everything and that I don't even know how to write music. It's just unreal, especially when I just released an album. And this is, I mean, this is six years after a breakup. This isn't like the, this isn't like, and it's, it's not okay when it's like immediately after a breakup, but it's much more common for this kind of behavior for a few months after a breakup and then yeah. for it to fall off. But my understanding of this is like, my the the only way I even knew about this uh, after we had interviewed you the first time, you had just kind of mentioned in passing there was a former member that's no longer because I was being professional and polite, right? And you didn't know us, you didn't know if we knew him, and then immediately after we put the podcast out, the guy's up our ass, uh, and up our ass just about including the white fuzzy bloodbath music in the podcast. And I said to you before, and I'm going to say it again that I feel kind of bad that we didn't stick up for you guys because the guy like. The way he came at us was a huge red flag. Yeah. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like, hey man, you know uh, that's that's my copyrighted work, and I didn't give you permission for it. I'm not going to come after you for it, but I'd appreciate you know something like that would have been like no, a he wrote, nice, calm he, person. He wrote like a thousand words in 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 a comment in our Facebook group that we barely even monitor that somebody else had to point out to me. And he's like harassing you publicly for something that he could have taken care of in an adult way in an email or a phone call or oh, he also emailed us. Oh God. <laughs> so it's just like raining Dave. <laughs> but like I just, you know, and I as, as I said uh, off air, it was the pandemic was just getting started. We local love, as everybody knows, we've had to take a step back from it because it's not um, generating numbers and revenue for the project. And as I've tried to, as I'm trying to transition into doing this closer to full time, we had to kind of triage. Yeah. And I just, we didn't know what was going on. We barely knew you guys didn't know him from anybody and didn't want to deal with it. And then luckily enough, and I, I for the no, life No, and, and thank you for saying that because like, unfortunately, you're not the only person. You know, like, I, I appreciate you saying that to me. It means a lot because like we were talking to a record label at the time and we got our contract sorted. We signed the contract and they dropped us because of Dave's accu false accusations. Um, the whole thing about like the copyrighted material and stealing material is that Dave is saying like, listen, I wrote these songs. They're mine. But. That's actually not true because when you look at the release, there's a 2015, 2016, and 2017 release that Dave is on. We all agreed, and I have the agreement, that we were all going to be co-authors. Like, even if I pitched a song and wrote the majority of the song, everybody's still a co-author. And the reason we did that is because we decided that, like, hey, like, if we put out this album and one song gets famous, we want everybody to like be praised and paid for all of their hard work right because right. it's not just like one song it's like no we all we all helped with this album um so my whole thing is like bro you are literally listed as a co-author on the physical album on the digital album since 2015 you were listed as a co-author because you agreed to it and now six years later you have an issue like come on it's not about the copyright. It's because he won't get on with his life, you know? Well, it's, I mean, I'm, you know, it, this is a legal term, and uh, but it, it sounds like he's stalking you. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. And that's terrifying. Um, you he, know. he just found out where I lived, and he sent me a threatening letter in the mail. Like, I just gave it to my attorney. He's so unhinged. In the letter, he's like, I reported you to the FBI. I'm like, for what? 
<laughs> for stealing my song. <clears throat> the FBI like is going to get right on it, I'm sure. Like, it's insane. It's kind of like the kid, like, riding the bike, and then he sticks a stick in his bike, and then he's like, ow, look what you did to me. It's like, dude, you're the one who agreed with everybody that you would co co-author this. So actually what he did with you guys with that copyright strike is actually illegal. Um, so he's actually the one. Well, he didn't, so he didn't file anything with like YouTube or whatever. Um, he, oh. he threatened us saying that he was going I thought to. He, oh, I thought he did a copyright strike on Twitch, but that's could have been somebody else I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think, mm -hmm. I don't think he, no, because we've never received a copyright strike from Twitch. Okay. When that's good. <laughs> when, when we include music on YouTube, it's usually like CD Baby or whatever, mm. and then I have to go through the hassle of being like, no, no, no. Could you could, could you please reach out to the band and confirm with the band that they you know that they sent us the music? Which is the way that you do it, the proper way that right. And it then happens. Usually, yeah. when I reach out and say that, they they just release the strike because they're not going to reach out to the band and right. they have they have no reason to doubt what I'm saying because usually the band's on the show. It take a few minutes to look at the show. They're like, "Oh, wait a minute, the band's on the show." Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but what, like, yeah, what he did was, I think, what he did was, he just just mad, I guess, that that, that you got interviewed. It seemed like it seemed like he was just mad that we would even associate in the first place or something. It, I got that kind of. <sighs> That was the vibe I got. It wasn't it, just, it wasn't that he thought like anybody was raking in the dough and then he wasn't getting his piece or anything like that. It seemed it was it was creepier than that. Exactly. And he won't stop emailing me. He won't stop contacting me. It's like I'm married. I've moved on, like broke up with him, whatever it was, 2017. And it's like his his focus and his MO keeps changing. Like every time he gets debunked and proven wrong, he changes. So like now his whole thing is, well, I'm the one who came up with the name, so it's mine. And it's like, bro, did you do the taxes? Did you do the business taxes? Did you pay the bills? Did you pay for the album? Did you do the promotion? Did you book the shows? No, you were just a guitarist. So no, you don't own the company. And the other thing is, if he did all if he did all this great work, where's his new band? Yes, that's exact. It's like it's like, like painfully obvious who the backbone of the band was and still is. Right, and I think your other I, I'm one of the things that impressed me about uh, your your band members is that they were very aware of that that that, that didn't it didn't hit their ego. It seemed like in any way that you were the band's leader. There was no. And that's probably why you get along with those guys so well. I think yeah, it's because they don't they don't bring a big ego to the table table. And I'm not I'm not saying that you. I mean, in the same way that maybe I bring an ego to the table because of the work, but that's that's you know you're entitled to that because of the work that you've done. And the people people in, in your band seem to recognize that. And um, they're yeah. I just I was just impressed. Yeah, with them thanks. Impressed I with mean, the way I think they, as long as you treat people as equals, and if you're honest and transparent, then and like it's mutual, then that's great. Like you guys can operate and work together. And I mean, not for nothing, like kind of floating in the background of this is that you're a, you're a woman in a field where there's pretty obvious boys clubs. Obvious. Obvious boys clubs. San Jose has one that we've uh, run up against a couple times. Um, <clears throat> yes. Unfortunately, it exists and it still exists. Very prevalent in the music scene. Um, very obvious in the San Jose scene. Um, and I think, me it's and a bunch of... I think it's because it's small here. And so there's not a lot 
to grab and so people are like kind of grabby if that makes oh sense. yes absolutely ego like what yeah. you're saying <clears throat> yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> people want to like and there's some people who are gatekeeping but then you get to the other side of the gate and there's fucking nothing there like i don't know if that i don't I, I, well i'm not like <laughs> there are people in that circle that i love and there are people in that circle who I don't really know what to say about them, but all I'm going to say on that is that white fuzzy bloodbath has been around since 2015 and we have never been invited to play sofa. I've asked like we're around. We would love to play. Um, and I, I don't know, but after, you know, 2015 to what is it? 2023, eight years. I'm kind of thinking that somebody in that circle of people doesn't like us. And I don't know why they don't like us. I have a feeling that it has to do with something about Dave, my ex-boyfriend, like spewing all these lies, blatant lies everywhere. But it just sucks. It just really sucks. And, you know, like we're opening for Soulfly. We're opening for Rolling Coats. We're opening for Stickmen. Like we're going places. I would love to play Sofa. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we uh, no longer go or participate in any uh, way, and I, I'll, I'll just I'll just leave it at that. The people in the people who uh, organized the event, they, uh, the media wench was fairly direct when she told them why we no longer have anything to do with them. So, mm-hmm. so and the, sometimes you got to be direct, you know. And you know, whatever we don't, you know, we don't, you know, if you got if you guys were playing there, we'd be happy for you. Like our friends in Sweet Haya play there, our friends Rebels can't play there. Yeah, they I all love play. Sweet Haya. They all play there. We're not like, ooh, don't play for them. You know, we don't, because that, then, then that's us trying to fucking be gatekeepy on something. And it's like, stop it. Go, yeah. Go, go play and go rock the house. And, you know, people go there and enjoy it. I hope the, the local businesses do well and all that. I just don't want anything to do with it. Because it's of the way like, they, 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 I think, I think, I think, again, I think um, maybe what happened with Ashley and them, again, might be because it was Ashley. Yeah, it just it just sucks. It just seems to be there's something against women still like, um, uh, you know, like there's posters and album covers of like half naked women drawn, sometimes women getting fucked like on the album or the poster. But then all of a sudden when you have an actual woman who's like proud of herself and posting pictures and being like yeah like listen to my music it's like fuck you bitch go back to instagram simp like it's just it's unreal yeah and i don't you know i i think uh some of it is just outright sexist people and then some of it is going to be people who are afraid to stand up for it because Mm -hmm. stand up for other people and be like dude why are you being an asshole because like these people have friends these people have a sister these people have maybe even women they hang out with and i think that you know, especially in in a scene as small as San Jose, if you see if you see people doing that, man, you got to You got to get on it. And I think that most of the bands do a pretty good job, actually. Um, one of the coolest things anybody ever said on Local Love was uh, Jeremiah from Rebels Camp said, hey, ladies, you know, a lot of you don't come out to the shows. He's like, you know, if you're afraid you're going to get harassed at a Rebels Camp show, you won't. Yeah. He's like, because you come up and you tell the band or you tell a bartender, you tell anybody that's involved in the show who's harassing you. And we're going to kick them out of the venue. I don't care if it's my friend because you, you know, you have a right to be here at these shows. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And I was like, I, I feel like, you know, San Jose got, it's called Man Jose. And I feel like 
<clears throat> maybe maybe the promoters and and the artists all haven't done such a great job of making not just women performers but women who want to go out to the events too making making sure they feel safe and know that they'll be like respected as a human being and I, I think scene. that you know there, there's a lot of us right who want to elevate people right we're just we're just trying our best we're just human Absolutely. beings so it's like you know we're just trying to be creative and have fun and then there's just kind of like the rotting apples on the cart that just kind of make it stink for everybody um but i think that as long as people focus on like we're just human beings like doing this together like let's elevate each other i think that we'll be okay but um yeah it does suck that there's just like those those gatekeepers that uh make it really difficult for some people you know yeah and <clears throat> i think in a scene like you're you know you live closer to san francisco and i think in san francisco there's a wider variety of venues a wider variety of promoters and so even if that is the case it's it, probably easier to navigate around that because there are also san francisco is just a lot queerer <laughs> and then than san jose is and i think it just there's just going to be a lot less like in queer spaces yeah. just a lot less misogyny and i i love san jose i i grew up here um i wish that it was right now going into a more progressive, better uh, mindset. But, um, you know, we're still here and maybe next year it will be completely different. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I, I just want to just want to reiterate to you that I, you know, what, what's happening with your ex-boyfriend from six years ago is horrible. Oh my God. And it's I, insane. I just, I just, I just wish we would have done the right thing and stood up for oh, you. Thank you. Um, let us dive into the most insane thing he said, if that's okay with you. Yeah, by all means. Okay. So, trigger warning. The most insane thing that David Hottenstein has said about me publicly on social media and privately through emails and messenger and verbally is that I physically abused him, which is like such a terrible thing to like lie about, right? So, of course, when people saw that, people are like, oh, my God, like how horrible. Yeah, it is horrible if that was happening. Now, one of the things that came out during the restraining order case, which just happened recently, I took him to court for a restraining order, um, is I got the therapy notes from when we went to couples therapy because Dave was saying the therapist knew about it and the therapist diagnosed me as a narcissist. So I provided the therapy notes, our couple's therapy notes, and nowhere, nothing about physical abuse. It is all about working on communication, working on communication, working on communication, which is exactly why I told him I wanted to go to couple's therapy. I was like, we need to work on our communication. So it's just like unreal and totally unhinged that this guy lied about something so awful and continues to lie even though it's like debunked and like proof is right there like if somebody came to a therapist and said hey my significant other is physically abusing me that that therapist by law has to tell the police right so he, he's They're like mandatory reporters like teachers yeah he's like he's like yeah the therapist knew that never happened. <laughs> well, what what really kind of what really sucks there too is that <clears throat> like men or uh, yeah people people who identify as men who are partners with people who identify as women are the victims of abuse 
And because we live in a patriarchy and a rape culture, they're afraid to come forward because they don't want to be a pussy. Right. And so this guy's out there fucking like poisoning the well for like men who are legitimately He's like being milking abused. that angle. It's so disgusting. Like what kind of person does that? And it's just like I said, you know, it it, it really poisons the well for those men who are being abused and are afraid of. of so, yeah. It. So now that he's been proven to be lying, proven to be debunked, proven that he's lied under oath. Now his focus is somewhere else. Now it's like, oh, he's forgotten about saying those awful things and he's trying to bury it. Um, during the court hearing, I also provided evidence of Dave's text about him wanting to beat up uh, one of our friends, you know, and it's like, homie, like, stop the projection. <laughs> like, leave me alone, please. <laughs> yeah, it seems like, you know, <clears throat> kind of sucks that you have to be this way, but it seems like you're pretty you've been pretty resilient through all this and kind of kept your head down and kept 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 working on the project. It sucks. I know it's hard. It sucks. Thank you. It's been six years of dealing with this guy who won't stop bothering me, who won't stop making applies. And, you know, a, a lot of people who know me know that, like, I don't really during interviews, like, I don't really go into, like, the weeds and I don't really call names. Well, I'm glad and, that you trusted us for this. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me and doing this with me because, like, it's just it's gotten to the point six years. I'm just like, fine. Like, I, I'm tired of being the professional and polite one. Like, fine. If you want to call me a physical abuser, I'm going to show the text messages that you wanted to beat up our friend. I'm going to show the therapy notes that totally debunk what you're saying. You know, he's like, there were multiple witnesses. No, there weren't. You're making it up. Right. I mean, <laughs> if, if there were, what are their names? Right. Like if I saw you, for example, just beating your partner, I would be like, yeah, actually I saw that. You know what I mean? I would have no, no hesitation because you shouldn't do that. It's and, been six and, years. <laughs> he's like, you know, one of his witnesses is his brother. And the thing is, is that I have emails and text messages of this lie. Dave started it in September of 2017. And it started with, you pushed me. That was a text message. And I was like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. And then the next year, it was an email. You pushed me and you pushed me hard. No, I didn't. What are you talking? And so through the years, it's evolved from you pushed me to Elise was awake and threw a water bottle at my spine and caused me permanent spine damage. Like I see, I show the progression of this lie and exactly like where are the witnesses? Oh, my brother's a witness. No, that never happened. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, yeah, that stuff's <clears throat> stuff's crazy. And you know, it's like you didn't want to deal with this in the court of public opinion, but it seems like it seems like if he's still going, I mean, even after two years that he came came at us that way, I'm surprised that he's still, you know, what what, what what's going like? Why would you keep doing this? What what what's in it for him? Like, I, I wish I knew the answer because uh, maybe that would stop it. But um. I did talk to his roommates because I did have to do a restraining order uh, case the other week. And um, his roommates basically, like, they made a statement and they said that we don't know what's wrong with him, but basically he just won't shut up about you. And he just constantly talks about wanting to destroy you. 
Um, so I wish I knew the answer. Honestly, it's really scary. I am honestly like so scared he's going to show up to a show and hurt me. Like I'm so I'm so scared about that. Um, it just is really, really weird to me, like going through all the text messages and emails and being like, wow, like I love that guy. Like he to me, it's just like a completely different person. Um, I don't know what happened to him, but um, he to me is really unhinged and really scary. And yeah, it sucks because like I didn't want to have to do this. I didn't want to have to air out our laundry. Right. Like it's like personal things that could have been solved in other ways. But here we are six years later. Or sometimes you accept that uh, a, a relationship just went bad and there's nothing to solve. Yeah. Like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> like I have exes who I'm not friends with. And I have exes who I am friends with. Same. And I'm not the ones that I'm not friends with. I'm not like, not like, Ooh, what's going on on Bobby's Facebook? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I like, who, who gives a fuck? Yeah. And then you, if you do run into those people, maybe you exchange some pleasantries if you don't like them and you just fucking move on. Maybe, you know, some of the yeah. friends and you know, you just fucking just don't hang out with each other. If you can, if you can avoid it. And like, that's, that's just how people do it. It's if, like, if teenagers can, can navigate this space, people in their thirties and forties should be able to navigate. You would hope this so. Space. Right. There's whole teenage movies about learning how, like, how to navigate these spaces that's like the conflict in movies about 15 and 16 year olds and it's stunning to me when i see it's not just him i've seen other people do this versions of this maybe yours is a bit extreme i'm gonna say but i've seen other people do versions of this and i'm like what what's what's happened why what's going on here yeah yeah there's definitely some sort of obsession and um yeah i just wish i wasn't dealing with it um, and it, you know, it's not just men, women do it too. Women are totally creeps too, but no, you're right. Like I'm friends with some of my exes. I'm not friends with some of my exes. It's just kind of how life goes and you don't obsess over them and you don't try to ruin their life and you don't try to wedge yourself into their lives. And if you're maybe not friends with somebody and you're curious what, what's going on with them, you could, you could reach out to them and be like, Hey, you know, I, we had a bad breakup. I was wondering how you're doing mm-hmm. as long as like, it wasn't like you know, as long as you're doing it in a kind and, and it's yeah. the appropriate way to do it. Yeah. But it, sometimes it's best to just leave well enough alone. Yeah. Uh, that just brought up another memory. Um, So we had broken up or I broke up with him in 2017. Like I broke up with him a lot of times, but the final breakup was in 2017. Um, And, you know, I let him know, hey, I'm going to because we had a storage unit together. Yeah. I was like, I'll let you know when I come across some of your things, right? Because he he told me that he got his stuff out, but I was like, you know, like, it I'm sure. Something. Yeah. So I um, came across some of his things like months later after um, I had taken care of the storage unit and I texted him. I called him. I emailed him. I was like, yo, like, I have your stuff. I'm going to hold it on. I'm going to hold on to it for this amount of time. But you got to tell me where I'm sending it. You got to come pick it up like something. Right. Right. <clears throat> Nothing. Didn't oh, get- and I know what the I know what the next part of the story is. Can I guess? Yeah, you guess. She, she threw away my stuff. Yes. Like, OK, so. OK. A year later, a year later, he emails me and it's some. Thing like I've set aside my ego, which is weird to say. I set aside my ego. That's a kind of egotistical thing to open an email with. Yeah, like weird. He's I, like, as- I am the humblest man in the world. 
<laughs> like so weird. I set aside my ego to email you. I, uh, my mom has colon cancer, which again, super serious, right? Super serious thing to say. I need that picture back of her, which is one of the things that I had emailed, texted, called about. Like I have this picture of your mom, right? Mm-hmm. So I email him back. I'm like, bro, I am so sorry. Your mom has cancer. That sucks. I hope everything's okay. I hope she gets through it. I threw your stuff away. But not only that, you owe me $24,000 for the band that you were equal partners of. So can we please just talk about this? Because I've been waiting to talk about this. And he emails me back. He's like, you fucking bitch. You gaslight me. I tell you my mom has cancer. And you tell me that I can't have the photo back unless if I pay you money. And I'm like, what? Yeah, you first told him, I don't have the photo. Is what It's been a year. Yeah, it's yeah. been a year. I called, I texted, I emailed. I did the proper channels. It's been a year. So anyway, it's just... um. It's unreal dealing with this and how he like changes things around. So that's one of the things he goes around about. He's like, she stole, stole my mom's photo and then she threw it away. And it's like, no, I didn't. I didn't steal it. You packed it in a box. I told you I had it. You didn't come get it. It's gone. Sorry. Like, I feel like if I I had a bad breakup with somebody and we shared a storage unit, I would be like, we're going to close the storage unit out in two months. Um, let me know when you're going to go there exactly. so that I, that I don't, so we don't run into each other. Let's coordinate a little bit because so we don't end up in a fight at the fucking storage unit and let's clear this thing out in two months. I wouldn't even, t- I'd be like, I'd be like after two months, I'm not going to pay the bill anymore. Right. You, you went the next step and you took his stuff and you're like, Hey, I'll hold on to it for you for a while. If you missed anything and you shouldn't have done that because then it's now because, well, I mean, you should have done that. It was the right thing to do, but. Now it's now it's just more it's more stuff that he can use it's, where he just yeah, changes the, just, the, 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 the the course of events. I I just I just don't I don't know. I feel like I feel like, you know, other people, uh, you know, out there that I know maybe have dealt with this kind of breakup and are afraid to share it. Unfortunately, yeah, I feel like I feel like this happens to people and um Well, I mean, look at me. I haven't shared it because I didn't want to go public with it. I I literally was like of the mindset of this will go away. I'll move on with my life. Right. And you don't basically you just don't want to be part of this fucking disease that's being spread around in in the music scene. You just don't want to you don't want to be known for this. Why would you want to be known for this? This would be a bad thing. Even if you were even if you're the girl who got star, the woman who got stalked like that, you know, you're you're the you're the fucking lead singer of White Fuzzy Bloodbath. Right. You're not the woman who got stalked. Right. Yeah. And and fortunately, I would say that, like, in my own opinion, like 95 percent of people who come across this like drama, they're like, oh, that's total bullshit. Right. Like they know me. They know who I am. They know I'm a stand up person. Um, it's just really like the five percent. Like we were talking about, like that dude bros group. Right. That have their roots in a lot of places and they know a lot of people that kind of unfortunately perpetuate and keep keep it alive. Um, so that sucks. But at the same time, you know, like. I think about really famous people, right, and like public figures and how much bullshit they need to deal with. Like, for example, like, who's that guy, Tom? The guy who did big 
Oh, Tom um, Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. There was like this rumor going around about him like eating baby fetuses and that's why he moved to Greece. Oh, right. And uh, they, he had the ankle monitor on. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was just that he had broken his ankle and it yeah. was it was like it was so a, it's like kind of famous people need to deal with this shit all the time. So in the grand scheme of things, the way I am looking at it is like, you know what? Band is going super well. Ninety five percent of the people are sane and actually know what's going on. And I'm just going to keep climbing that ladder. And when I'm a famous musician, there's going to be even worse lies and worse. Like, this is literally just a lesson for me to learn. And this is literally just a lesson for me to not date psychopaths, which check because I'm married and he's amazing. (laughs) Well, shout out to your husband. Yeah, thanks. He's he's amazing. His name is Colonel. I love you, Colonel. (laughs) Well, cool. Um, Do you have any stalkers? Um, I have people because of the nature of the, the, the content we do, I certainly have people who uh, don't like me, um, but they're just internet people. Right. Right. I really, and because of what you do being in the local music scene, you can't do what I've done. I'm, I firewall, I firewall, uh, the, the content like kind of off from, from my life. I, some of my friends come on the shows with me and I appreciate that, but I, I firewall it off. I don't. It, like I'll be Mother's Day is going to happen soon, right? And we're all going to go to breakfast. I might just to make my life easy because I don't I don't drive a car. I might just go spend the night at my parents' house and make so make sure I'm on time or at least the same yeah. time my mom gets there. But they're going to want to talk about like, oh, you know, what's going on with this? And my I will I will not tell them what we're talking about. I'll tell them generally, oh, things are going well. You know, thank you for all your support over the years. Thank you for helping me out as I you know changed careers. That kind of stuff. But I'm not going to be like, oh, this guy who drinks his own pee found out who that we were making fun of him, or you know what I mean. I, I'm just, I don't want to talk about that shit with of like with, with my family, but the, the and and with my friends. But you know, you unfortunately, first of all, you're being stalked in real life by a person who's spreading disease about you all over the internet, and you have to assume when he runs into people out and about, that's if he's talk if he's obsessed with it, it's all he talks that's about. That's all I'm hearing from people is so people can't... coming back to me and being like, yo, Dave said this about you. And I'm like, he's still talking about me. So you can't firewall it off in that way that I can. So if I get somebody on the internet, who's mad at me, I just block them. Right. And, and move on because the odds of one of these people that, because we're not, you know, we're not, super popular like the majority report of the young turks or whatever so the odds of one of these people that gets real mad at me living in like the bay area at all much less like south san jose is so slim that it's not a thing that i have to worry about where whereas maybe i i, I had more reason to be concerned when i was a gigging dj oh yeah I, definitely because mm-hmm. i was you know still opinionated then and you know i was dating and you know had my relationship trouble just like everybody else did sometimes and maybe i had more to worry about then but i just got lucky and nothing went fucking completely pear-shaped or they're doing really really well and they're a really good stalker yeah yeah <laughs> and that's that's fine it's if, if it, you know if they, if they never if they never know about it then i guess what they really are is a spy i've seen burn notice i know what's going on <laughs> Well, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're not dealing with it. And I, I really do hope that nobody deals with it because it sucks. Like I really never in a million years thought that I was going to be that person. And, you know, if you are that person and you're, you know, afraid to talk to your friends or even people in your local community about it, I know it's hard to do it, but you know, it might be important. You might, you might keep someone else from falling into the same set of trouble. You I did think with that's somebody. great that you brought that up because uh, looking back at it, like when Dave and I broke up, um, it was really hard. Like I, I, even when we broke up, like when I broke up with him, like 
I still really loved him, right? But it's like, this isn't good for me. Logically, I need to get away from this guy. And I went through a lot of emotions. I went through an identity crisis. It was like literally the darkest depths that I had ever been through after that. Um, And looking back on it now that I'm like better and level-headed and in a different place, I wish I had gone to the police. I wish I did. So anybody who like is probably like resonating with anything that we're talking about, like I know it's really, really hard. Get a friend, get somebody you trust, go to the police because it will literally, instead of dealing with it six years later, you can just nip it in the bud and not deal with it as much, hopefully, you know? And there are going to be people who feel, um, we, we have to acknowledge there will be people who feel unsafe going to the police for a variety of oh, reasons. Oh, yeah. So and, maybe not the police, but maybe an attorney, right? Right. right. Some, do something. Do, do something. Even, even, even if it feels symbolic to you, because if it is symbolic to you, maybe it empowers you. And then maybe, maybe you, you even, even if your support network just kind of catches on, oh, well, they, this per- we actually need to throw a little bit more support this person's way. Exactly. We need to be checking in on this person. Pick this person up. We're gonna take take them to lunch. Just little things. It's gonna it's gonna change. It'll it'll you could change somebody's life. You could change your own life. And the people who are in your support network are helping you are gonna feel good about it too. And um, this is this is leaving out of the equation uh, the, the ultimate um, bad relationship where it's a, a the, the high control dynamic where you're at a, in a position as you leave where you don't have a support network because it was taken away from you. So we can, we can be glad that that was not the situation for you. And we can be glad that that is a highly uncommon situation. But for those people, I don't know, reach out to me, reach out to Elise. I don't know. Oh yeah. No, I, I am all about supporting people who need, who need the help for sure. You know, I'm not, I'm not, people say that I, uh, you know, that, that I don't display a lot of empathy, but I would certainly uh, be answering your emails and trying to find yeah. support networks. I'd say you're you. really empathetic, actually. Well, I, I, it's something, it's, uh, empathy is a, a set of behaviors, not just a thing that is innate to you. Mm-hmm. You have to work on it. And I've certainly gotten better at it as I've gotten older because I've, you know, well, as you know, as you struggle with things in your life, you realize that maybe there were times where you could have been a little more empathetic with someone else who was struggling. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's kind of the human thing. It's as long as you are actively trying to be a better person and actively trying to help others and be like kind, like I think that that's fine. Also, it's important to know when to butt out. Totally. Oh yeah. That's, but that's again, these are, these are case by case incidences and you need to, you know, anybody out there needs to, needs to, also like walking away from people like just learning like you know what i don't want to deal with this like this is just a bad situation just walking away right away like not feeling bad or not getting guilt tripped into some like dangerous or toxic relationship learning to walk away is really good even with just acquaintances you're like i don't want to hang out with you anymore yep it should it's funny because it seems like it it, you feel more petty when it's an acquaintance but it should be so much easier if it's just kind of somebody you kick it with sometimes it's like the unknown right it's like i don't really know this person but bye (laughs) yeah yeah and i mean we're you know we're having a little fun and keeping it light here but these are these are important things and i'm I'm, like i said i don't know if you've gone and uh, spoken with anybody else about this but if if, it's like the people who are really close to me well i mean publicly if uh, oh You've got the first sip of tea. This is literally the first time I've gone public with this. Well, you, I think 
you're aware of our other content. We kind of wear our politics on our sleeves around here. So it's probably why you came here. You're like, I'm yeah, going to get yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the right audience for this. Absolutely. So um, I don't, I have some other stuff here. And so I, I want to maybe kind of leave that there and just remind everybody that if you, you, this, what happened to Elise is maybe happening to one of your friends. What happened to Elise is maybe happening to your brother, your sister, your neighbor. And if you, if you're, even if you just get the slightest inkling that this is happening with somebody, just check in with them. You don't have to be too invasive. You don't have to but just check in be like, Hey, yeah. how's everything going? What's, what's going on? Definitely check any, in anything, with your people. Anything going on? And I, I probably should do that more myself. I may, I may, I may check in with some friends today after this. Although I have so much fucking work to do today. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's play another one. I only have your old album. Is there anything off your old album you'd like to make sure we, we play maybe while we yeah, take a break Yeah, let's here? do uh, Miss Candy. Miss That's Candy. always a good one. That sounds fun. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break here. I'm going to, I'm going to make use of the bathroom, maybe grab myself another energy drink. This is Miss Candy off of uh, White Fuzzy Bloodbath's album, Sugar and Rock. And uh, we'll be back in a couple more minutes with a slightly light, more lighthearted discussion.
Miss Candy by White Fuzzy Bloodbath. And Elise has just met Big Orange the Cat. He's the best. He is. He's he's great. He's now he's uh, so vocal. Hanging around me. Yeah, he's just talking to you. I love it. He's just talking to you. So <clears throat> I wanna what so I'm gonna skip cheating at Burning Man because that doesn't look that doesn't sound very fun. Let's go with <laughs> guitarist only fans. What is guitarist only fans? Oh my god. So I like I feel like I live in a sitcom. <laughs> like I just can't I just can't make this shit up. Um one of our old guitarists, uh, I unfortunately had to take to small claims court because he said that he would, you know, like pay for the album and uh, pay for all these things like the band rent and he hasn't. So I um, was like getting my documentation and screenshots and emails and everything ready for court. And apparently he has an OnlyFans and it's right there. There's his dick. I'm like, great. <laughs> like, I don't want to see this. But the thing about it is that he um, incriminated himself because the posts when he posted are of events that he said that he couldn't play because he was, quote unquote, healing from surgery. So I'm like, oh, bro, you just incriminated yourself. Like, these are the dates you said that you couldn't play over a three week span. So anyway, I'm going to get my money back and I'm excited about that. But uh, apparently, um, <laughs> apparently now he has an OnlyFans. So now I know. That's cool. If I was 20, I'd be on OnlyFans for sure. <laughs> I would... Dude, I have an OnlyFans. Very good. Very good. You should have an OnlyFans too. Everybody should have one. It's kind of like a Facebook. Yeah, I I have the the last thing I need is like one more thing to keep track of. True, true. But that that is that is pretty funny. At least you know he's making some money and can, might might be able to. Right, able he's to making money. He can pay me back. <laughs> okay. What is what is bad lemon on this list? Oh, so like I said, it's just it's just gloves off for me and. Um, Normally, I like to keep it light. Normally, I like to talk about the fun times, but um, let's talk about the pat on the head, like people just older musicians just thinking like, oh, you young band, you don't know what you're doing. Um, so we were booked with this band called Bad Lemon, and they asked us if they could use our drum kit. And we were really honest. We were like, hey, you know, it's a baby kit. Uh, it's dialed into our sound. Um we don't really share gear. You know, it's expensive. Like if you forget something, if something breaks, no problem. We'll totally like share something with you. But as far as like, you know, if we're not getting paid for a gig, we're going to use our own equipment and we're going to do our own thing. So anyway, they continued emailing us and being upset that we weren't going to like share kits with them. And then they decided to behind our backs, get a different band instead of us email us and say hey by the way we, we replaced you and we're like what why'd you replace us they're like oh because you won't share kits with us and we're like really and they're like yeah maybe if you were more experienced you would understand so wouldn't wouldn't the more experienced band Whoa. wouldn't the more experienced band be emailing you offering to take care of the back line for you yes 
Yes. And then you you could see then you would be able to pull out your decline and be like, oh, you know, we have a certain sound. We appreciate it. Oh, actually, we'll use your guitar amp, but we're going to bring our own bass and our own trap kit. Like either way, either way you dice it, like if they were offering their kit or if they wanted us to play or if they wanted to play our kit, I don't care. Um, don't talk down to bands when you're just like local and you're just like trying to have a good time. And the thing that I really wanted to email them back is like, bro, we've we've toured nationally and regionally. What are you talking about experience? You know, but like. That's because you're a woman. I think it's, it might be because you're. I think. I think be. so too. And it's just like, or not maybe just that. They may also just be egotistical assholes that talk down to people, but it probably doesn't help that you're a blonde lady. They're just like older men who are looking at our social media and being like, "Look at this young kids group who doesn't have experience." It's like, homies, we just opened for Soulfly. And aren't you? Aren't you in your thirties? Yeah, I am. You're not a young kid. I had to group. think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Look at these young whippersnappers. Uh, yeah, so I just, I just, you know, it just was a very good uh, example to bring up because it's like this band. First of all, their name is Bad Lemon, which I think is hilarious. Um, and I've I've heard that actually we're not the only band that they did that with, but um, it's just that's not the dynamic you want in the scene, right? You want people to just be kind and nice and elevating. And um, I just thought it was unreal that they said that to us. They're like, if you had more experience, you would understand. It's like, and also, come like, on. The, the reason you gave them is you're like, this is a different kind of kit. It's dialed for our band. You, you, you they probably wouldn't have sounded good on it. No, no, they wouldn't have sounded good on it. But also, I believe their kit was like a really insane. Like, it was uh, an elaborate kit. Really yeah. elaborate kit, and it's like you know we're we're playing more on like the rock and roll side. Um, but also that they like went behind our backs and replaced us. I just, um, I just want that to be an example for everybody that like be nicer people, be nice to each other, be kind. Jesus, is it so hard? And it's, it's <laughs> not like it's not like you re you replied like no fuck you, pack your own drums. It's we literally say like thank you, but sorry, we have our own. Thing. And the thing is, like, you know, people have shown up to shows, right, and, like, accidentally, like, forgotten their snare or, like, their pedal breaks or whatever. Like, and it's like, oh, you. yeah, like, here, use my thing, of course. But having that sort of, like, we're talking about ego, man, it, there's no room for ego in the scene. Come on. At least not, at least not in San Jose. That's like, <laughs> I, I feel like, and the, don't get me wrong, most of the bands are actually out there to try to help the other bands out. Sure, like the absolutely. One, the, like off the top of my head, like right right now, uh, Sweet Haya just doing a great job of making sure to like lift up other bands. They When they're at a show, if they're playing last, they're there first. They're hanging out. They're coming up telling me about the band if I don't know about the band. And they're, they're like just, they're just all just like such wonderful people. We've had such a, a great relationship with them. Those are the people you keep close. Um, other, other, other acts that have been that way for us. Uh, Rebels Camp has generally been a very, very cool band, very, very forward thinking, progressive, also like improvisational kind of jazz, hip hop, funk is it's my jam. Um, you know, I, I can think of like the guy, the, the guys from Satabria are a very cool people. Yeah, yeah. Curtis from Monkey is always trying to help. Everybody I out. love Monkey. Right, and I love all those dudes in that band. They're amazing. And and and, and it's so funny because like right now I'm just like dishing out the dirt 
But it's because I've never done that. I'm always like talking about like, oh, I love this band. Oh, I love this person. Oh, I love this reviewer. Like whatever. I'm always like in the positive. This is literally the first time I am just like, bleh, like vomiting this well, stuff. There's and you know, <clears throat> and it took me a while, but I can see it now. Like when somebody's promo for a band comes out, I'm like, oh, those guys think they're the shit. <laughs> it's bands with all dudes, always all dudes. They're very serious about their guitars. They're very serious about their look, and by about their look, I mean it's a little, a little dated, a little, little, little dated, a little, little kind of dated. Maybe, maybe the guys are a little, little older, a little older. And I just see that, and I'm like, I'm like, I bet these people, they probably, you know, this is a brand new band. I bet they, I bet they just come out ego first, and yeah, about half the time I'm right, and it's like, and then half the time I'm wrong, and they're all just totally nice, and they just, that's just sort of an aesthetic that you know that that sells or whatever, like mm-hmm. um. This uh, these guys from um, one of the, I think one of the last people we had on the old format, uh, Vague Lanes, they that was their aesthetic, and they were just the s- fucking sweetest guys I've you ever, just never ever, know, ever really, met. yeah. And so, but there's definitely a look, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, you, oh, y- y- you think you're playing in in Hollywood in 1988? You you think you're Guns and Roses? <laughs> you're not. You know a band you should look into that I've been really into lately, and they're local. They're called they're called a uh, Gosh. Hmm. They're really fresh, really new, super cool kids. Definitely check them out. Have you uh, heard or seen uh, Family Obligation? No, I haven't. If they're like, or like, like I guess pop. They're like a pop band. Okay, they're so good. I, I can and, dig it. And I don't even. I'm not even sure I'm describing it correctly. They, the, the Kyle who was in uh, NVS, Kyle. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyle Lester. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. their he's their bassist. Cool. Micah's their drummer. Mike is everybody's drummer. And the <laughs> Except singer, for he's the, not my drummer. <laughs> yeah, the singer is she's just got so much energy, and I feel so bad because I forgot her name. But I forgot her name because I don't know her. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I just met her at uh at the. There was a show at the uh, the Ruffy's record release. Party. Cool. I'll have to check him out. Family. They were they. They, they were just amazing. She had so much energy. I also, the guitarist was unknown to me, so I don't know his name either, but they were very cool, very kind of, I guess a little bit punk rock, but definitely just like a pop band, but not like soul funk pop. I can't, it's a little bit of a throwback to like early 2000s yeah. sort of, but there's also, there was like kind of elements of like doo-wop and that's why I'm calling it pop because that's, there's elements of all kinds of popular music. I think we're having them on soon. So if they listen to this, maybe they'll come scold me. Be like, we're not a pop band. Fuck you, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. There's a band that's coming through. uh, They're called psychotic reaction. They're from Norman, Oklahoma. I think they're going to be in at the end of May. They're playing winter's tavern in Pacifica and they're playing somewhere in Albany. Um, Totally recommend seeing them. There's some really dark, super groovy, like, exactly, like, how do you describe these bands? Um, Like, heavy psych, heavy rock, a little bit of punk, super trippy, super dark. I love it. So I I would recommend them also. One of the downsides, actually, of having gone full-time on Twitch is I, because we are the number one politics stream late at night, I don't go out as much. Totally. I hear that. I, I... I like have to plan instead of, oh, let's go to the van. I have to be like, well, how am I going to, how am I going to arrange things? So I don't not only disrupt the, like the income flow, but like just disrupt the overall flow. Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately people, 
and I don't know if it's good. There may be some bad sort of parasocial shit going on here too, but people tune in every night, right? It's there's different people, but it's the same core group of people. And so, you know, if you, if you disrupt that, like if I go out Friday, Saturday, and then take a Sunday off because I'm off Monday and Tuesday from streaming, I have to think about what that's doing to Wednesday. Yeah. People are very like habitual. Yeah. And that's, and there's some, like I said, I, I, I'm really, I try really hard, um, not to be personal with, the people not to like get to know them Mm -hmm. there's and you know you as a actually i don't why am i telling you this you're a woman in music for fuck's sake you know what i'm talking about right you don't want to get too 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 uh too friendly with some of your fans there's totally that fine line and uh actually i was reading some sort of article maybe it was an interview recently where somebody on twitch they were a streamer like what you're saying and they were saying don't get too personal with the people who view you because then it kind of gets awkward sometimes where they'll they'll like gatekeep you in the chat. They'll be like, oh, well, I know the streamer and I know that they would say this and then it gets awkward. Um, but yeah, like there, for me personally, there is a fine line where, um, you know, like I think this goes without saying, but our band really focuses on elevating others and being social. Like social is one of those things that is kind of like phasing out, especially in this like digital and VR world. Like, yeah, you're like communicating with people, but are you like present? Are you like physically around them? So our band really tries to focus on like the group and the club. And when I'm at a show, I go out of my way to say hello to everybody that I recognize. Um, But yeah, like you can't, you can't get too deep. There's that fine line. Like I don't tell people where I live. We have a PO box. You know, I don't tell them personal details about my life. Like most of them don't even know what my husband looks like. Um, What that I would, if I was dating someone, I would never talk about it. Yeah on stream uh partially because there's some some people who might leave because they have you know they, they have some elude they're watching some people are attracted to me right that's why they watch they've outright said it definitely and so that's that's kind of fucked up and e- egotistical but also like that's there's just you have to like <clears throat> you know it's not like either of us just didn't hear hella famous or whatever but you still have to if there is a public you you have to protect the private you hell and, yeah and 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 it's yeah. it's it's unfortunate um, that sometimes that becomes impossible. Sometimes that's impossible. Like if I had a bad breakup and somebody just spread, started spreading disease about me all over <laughs> Discord and fucking Twitter, where I'm a, a real, real, real piece of shit. I on will Twitter. help you through it will, if will, and call, when that happens. Hopefully you, not. Hopefully not. But um, I, I do a lot of hooking up, so I don't think I have too much to worry about right now. <laughs> but. Um, you know, I have, we have a couple other things here, but what I wanted to do, I think we're a little bit long on the pod. So what I want to do sure. is put out the, we have a couple other that I want to get to. One of them's, one of them's, we'll, we'll get to both of these here. Uh, but that was, that'll be for my patrons. And of course you'll have access to it and you can do whatever you want with this afterwards. Cool. Uh, we're going to play another one of your songs. Maybe I'll pick one. I like the name Clifford the Gravedigger. Yeah. But before we get out of here, because this is where this is where like the Spotify and the YouTube is going to cut off. You can remind people where to find you. Uh, where where would you like them to follow you? Uh, where's the best place to, for them to get your album, etc.? Yeah, I would say you know your platform of choice. Just type in White Fuzzy Bloodbath. Uh, we're everywhere. But also just come to our shows. You know we're a good time. 
hang out with us, get our merchandise, join the club, get the fuck hoodie. It's only for club members. And yeah, like I thank everybody for tuning in and hanging out. And we'll be back for patrons in a couple minutes. Uh, consider joining our Patreon or our membership at eplex.store. You get the same kind of content there because a little more, a little more tea is going to get spilled here. Just a little bit more. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me.
If you like what we're doing at Echoplex and aren't into Twitch, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Echoplex. For $5, you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an MP3. Even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for Twitch. Echoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at echoplexmedia.com slash support.